Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. I am your talk architecture podcaster, Naziati Muhammad Yaakob, your host for this episode. And we are continuing on the inquiry and the questions regarding um, design. But we shall have a different angle today based on Facebook um, group that is discussing about the traditional architectural process and whether that's obsolete and need to be changed and what is it exactly that is to be changed. So this is in reference to one of the groups that I'm in and I'm using these ideas to explain further what I think So, when we look at some of these questions that the admin posted, um, design process change or clients, should they, the way we serve them change and the deliverables and so on. What was interesting as I scroll is there are a lot of comments on academic issues on architecture education. And that to me is, of course, something that I could comment better on. And um, one of them mentioned that the academic program is outdated. Uh, Instead of architects being taught to be professional servants, you know, that's what he, uh, they feel that they should be thought to be, but they are thought to be elitist artists who uh, who make a vow of poverty for the cause so um, go back to the basics maybe go back to what the architect is supposed to do as a professional servant there are other aspects of architecture education being addressed like internships um the whole of the college and the whole of the architecture education should be internships. Experience in the field is worth so much more than college. So this was an interesting proposition. So then they went into detail. Are you going to change a certain number of years um, to structure internships? And then they discuss further that how do you see architecture? Someone posed that question. If it's strictly a drafting and construction exercise, then foregoing college would work. But if you see it as a means to express a feeling or a thought, then the school is a must because that's a philosophical aspect of education that the school does. So studying history, including art, architecture, and world history, along with critiques and discussion, is beneficial to creating thought-provoking work. So, this is the conundrum that I, I felt the, um, seems to be that conundrum uh, happening in, school, in a school of architecture that I thought. Uh, thought. And, um, um, but I tried to solve that conundrum by having a very good um, 
uh, highly disciplined, professional de architectural designer to be part of the architectural practice input in the studio, in the um, architecture design studio in university. I thought that because we can create focus, uh, create, create a program that focus um, on the um, community on a, in a neighborhood and doing the master planning as well, apart from focusing on the different projects in detail. So there were philosophical issues being discussed in the conceptual stages. And then we also, it goes, because it's a design thesis that lasted for a year, then it went into um, much more critique on the design, the design development phase, so to speak, with some uh, looking into certain special or significant design problems relating to that building type. So I thought because based on this comment that mentioned that uh, depends on how you see architecture, I think this is something that is interesting for us to to um, understand. How do you see architecture? So if you're seeing like you want to produce um, a more vocationally trained um, worker that is an expert at drafting and doing construction, not engineers, this is to do with architecture, then, then uh, if you're interested that that is the end game of what an architect should be, then, then that's, the school could be more of an internship with architectural practices. But then, I mean, this is a, a real thing because we have had feedback um, from architects and professionals in the industry regarding this matter. Why can't the students draw? Why can't the students do um, <clears throat> drafting and construction and, and so on? So the School of Architecture may be focusing a lot more on other aspects, but what, what, uh, sh uh, what must or what can the School of Architecture foc not focus on? which is detrimental to the expectations of the industry and the, it's not only expectations of the industry, it's to do with the learning and the, the confidence and, and the sense of achievement that a student of architecture would acquire after five years the confidence to actually enter the profession and having a sense of identity, a sense of self where, um, you know, what is a design problem, you know, you are you can recognize things to actually um, uh, be, uh, you feel good about what you do rather than you are chasing and you feel lacking in all this, a lot of this uh, discussion or, um, uh, working in a teamwork or collaboration environment where you you need to feel more confident. So um, I would like to focus again on the topic that I propose based on the comment, yeah, uh, the poses, uh, the poster, the original poster, the admin. 
design process change or the clients and deliverables and so on. Okay, so if there are a lot of critique on the students or the graduates uh, design skills or drawing skills, then one would look into the School of Architecture. And I think for some um, some employers, they know uh, if you're from a certain school, you're much more technically inclined or you're much more um, de- design inclined. I mean, when we talk about design, architects, when they use the word design um, as opposed to technical, we know what it's about because we were raised or we were educated in the realm of architectural architectural peers and thoughts the thoughts that architecture peers uh, would talk about okay the school is more design design oriented more philosophical more to do with history art and architecture more to do with um, critique but this school deals more with um the expectations of um, someone who could be confident in technical aspects and so on. We know about that. But do the client care about that? I mean, how best to serve the client? Well, the client doesn't converse in this uh, architecture speak or what we architects like to talk about. Um, and um, the client only sees that what they invested in and what they expect to be built. There are a few clients that provide or facilitate any signature design that the architect would do um, because they buy the signature of the design that the architect uh, practices. So, going back into this um, internship, someone uh, gave a suggestion that the internship process should be more akin to a doctor's process by standardizing rotations and regulating times for taking exams. It is more likely to build diverse training experiences and encourages people to stop working briefly to take exams before life gets in the way in a way that their employers support. If uh, I, I, I may interpret what this means, when uh, doctors go to training, they, they go to different... Uh, specialization before they focus on what specialization they want to do later in a much more advanced uh, career path. Um, So um, different aspects like um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Let me think. Uh, Rehab medicine or orthopedics or psychiatry or uh, cardiology. Okay, they go into um, you know uh, understanding the different 
something in more general way, and then they decide later. So as an architect, uh, trained or person, I would think that that seems very interesting that the architecture graduate went through all these experiences of different things, and then that will make them much more diverse. The word diverse, yeah, is repeating stuff, repeating their ideas, their, their methodologies in, the, in, um, in those, it's like a test, yeah? You have, a, you have learned enough, just say in the first and second year, then in the third, fourth and fifth year, you would uh, explore uh, different types of buildings, okay? We do that. We have high-rise building, we have, uh, we don't have certain things. So sometimes in schools of architecture, they need to be much more specific in it. They have cultural buildings, they have residential buildings. It's a bread and butter in a way. We do have that, but what is the missing thing in that? Yeah, it is a conceptual thing to, to think that way, that the best would be to have a diverse learning experience but would, would it turn out that way? And how to make sure that there is learning to, from that? So one thing that schools of architecture may not have enough experts to comment on certain building types. Uh, and so they would depend on the existing full-time lecturers to be experts at the different building types and there could be one or two that that, that are more expert expert at certain things so um, how is assessment done in that so if the assessment is the same thing again and again uh, it doesn't vary according to the diverse uh, le- um, building types yeah I mean uh, this points out to me that when you are giving a brief to the student of architecture to do with, for example, designing a clinic. We did that before, designing clinics. So it has to work like a clinic. There's some functional aspects to that. And then design a budget hotel. So that's a functional aspect to that. But if the assessment process at the end the group teaching uh, or portfolio, um, we call it the portfolio review. People call it jury, sorry, not jury, review. People, uh, other, other schools call it review, end of the year review. So if that, at that point, only um, a certain group of um, people, academicians, say that, give the final decision on assessment and it is to do with it's the same for every every project then that defeats the purpose really of having all that yeah all that uh, experiences on different types of building types so um, people like that People like, there's a lot of conversation on this. Mm. There's also uh, training, people focus on training rather than on practice. When 
one or two talk about practice, but the rest all talk about training, architectural education. And of course, uh, in my opinion, training, training also occurs in the architectural office, but you don't have the time to train or the, the person to train the young architecture graduate. You would want them to be able to do a lot of things and um, that's why you pay them you know that's why they get a salary that they're able to do immediately what is needed to do in the architecture practice so so I'm assuming this training to be an architecture school there's one uh, with four likes said more training on how developments get created and finance more exposure to the architect as developer model and urban planning to train more architects to have bigger roles in the outcome of the cities and built environments is interesting to me because um, often the planners or the urban planners uh, have control or are more responsible to the um, the cities and the built environments when it comes to master planning or um, the a large scale development so architects Whole, uh, tend to not be trained in this Ma- uh, master planning is not being trained uh, that's not the subject on master planning per se in um, the uh, master's course if there was is highly uh, limited it's limited and students are not given the chance to to imagine that they could be a developer. There could be a, a abrupt learning when you are faced with developers in employment the first time that you're up against developers or have needing to work with them and collaborate with them. And suddenly a graduate can be a bit more defensive because they were not thought to deal with these issues in in school because sometimes i would think with the in our country having the general election and there was someone going to school uh, to universities and trying to explain about the democratic process uh, not many students in universities know about the democratic process. Once we were trying to deal with the campus design in our design thesis, and we were questioning about the democratic processes, um, and our master planning, we had the School of Philosophy to be the center of the university. And I don't think people like that. Um, that the School of Philosophy is in the center, took over the chancellery building, and the chancellor and high top management are spread out on the, at the ground level, but they're having special offices, obviously, in nice landscape uh, or park-like setting. But it's sort of physical uh, embodiment of uh, campus is been transformed Form from the original uh, ivory tower-esque um, 
or um, uh, what do you call it uh, hierarchical stratified way of looking at university as more of managing knowledge rather than that's where um, innovation or the real innovation or or, or um, experimentation comes from so the whole idea that that's an interesting um, case study to me on an architecture education project the design thesis project that de- dealt with the master planning of a university campus and we actually questioned uh, we gave the students a chance to question about philosophy whether the students were equipped or not we we thought the maturity level of the students uh, having finished fourth year they could tackle this project with the guidance that we could give them so so you know when when this person in the facebook mentioned about architects to be trained on how development gets created and finance it's right up the alley of what we were trying to do and it's interesting to have our efforts and thoughts and intentions validated by this uh Facebook group which is not based in our country but it's a global sort of discussion anyone could anyone could discuss this many of the those discussing it is from United United States of America they do talk about minimum fees and they do talk about practices but often they talk about architecture education Yeah, there were a few comments on mental health like all nighters in school and a more balanced life in college. Um and do away with um overnight or working long hours. Um yeah, it it straddles both uh, the uh university teaching and also practice. But this person focused on the traditional office culture. There is no way to standardize concept. They have to work 60 plus hours per week in order to be doing a good job is healthy. Also, architectural education. No more weeks with little to no sleep. Um which only feeds into my first comment. I put God wishes it. But anyway, more business and construction classes. A lot of these are employers and this issue of bis- understanding business and construction. This easily could be done when they were studying in the master's course in 4th and 5th year. There was too much of uh, emphasis on certain subjects and less emphasis on others because I know for a fact that the master's of architecture course where I was teaching Theory and philosophy of architecture is an elective subject and when it comes to theory and philosophy being discussed in the design project the students do not know how to debate or construct in their mind or study or research or or understand at all about design problems so it's a bit dysfunctional in a way <laughs> the learning is not 
correct and was not given the priority to actually have a balance of learning in school in the school that I thought 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 before so as a conclusion to this discussion I find it so invigorating that this this the one the, the thinking or the, the thinking that we had uh, with regard to architecture education is reflected globally in the concerns and the similar things happening in in other countries um, is happening in my country and the issues are the same when it, with regard to architects. Maybe there's context to it, the context of the political and cultural aspects of that country, but uh, when it comes to the training of the architect, there is something that is so similar and and um, you can't deny it and you need to deal it glo- uh, in, in a global way or in a, a universal way rather than in a too contextualized because you need to get the essence of it, the essence of the problem of architecture, education and practice. Then you can zoom in into the contextual aspects of the different case studies. So with that regard, I would like to also end with um, a reminder that I am the coach and mentor of the Rediscover Your Sense of Self program for the architect. And you could contact me at Gmail, at my Gmail address, naziari at gmail.com, naziari, N-A-Z-I-A-T-Y, or N-A-Z-I-A-T-Y at gmail.com, yeah? depending your accent. So um, this course is is to do with getting you unstuck and getting you to advance in your career as a mid-level architect. I will share with you a free guide, which is also a high-value gift of the five reasons you struggle to advance in your career as a mid-level architect and how fix it fast. So do contact me at N-A-Z-I-A-T-Y at gmail.com to get this free guide. And that is all these things that we have been discussing in the podcast has relevance to this uh, program that I'm uh, providing for you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast episode.